some people they don't understand why music even exists but it's something given to us by God to declare his glory and praise worship is more than a song but man when we worship him in song there is something that just shakes heaven and that just completely destroys the work of hell amen so my heart is that we're all worshipers of God in this church so Paul says being a living sacrifice is our worship to God. He's saying it's how you live your life. It's the words that you speak. It's the thoughts you think. It's the, the actions you walk out. When, with that in mind, thinking about this, being a living sacrifice is our worship to God. When God looks down at us, is He saying, wow, I'm so proud of the way that you're thinking right now because it's worship to me. I'm so proud of the way that you're talking to this person because that's worship to me. I'm so proud of the way that you're acting right now because you are worshiping me through how you are acting. Really puts it in perspective. My question is, are we worshiping God then? Is our life uh, casting crowns, I think it is, does that song, Life Song? My life song, sing to you. That one? <laughs> that was pretty bad, right? <laughs> that was really bad. Sorry, sorry, casting crowns. I just butchered that one. Yeah, I'm the worship pastor here at First Assembly. <laughs> life song. Our life is a song to God. Everything that we do, how we live our life is our worship before God. So are we living a life that exudes worship to the King of all kings? It's a question we need to ask ourselves on a daily basis. So he's saying... Being a living sacrifice is our worship to God. The word worship here is defined as any service to God. It's our service. Being a living sacrifice is our service of worship. Basically what Paul is saying is if you truly want to be a living sacrifice, it's time that you take on the role of a servant. A servant is not concerned with his own needs. He has to be concerned of the, with the needs of the person he is serving. If we are called to be servants of God, then it's time for us to take our eyes off of ourselves, begin looking to God and walking out what God has called us to do. And, it, and this coincides so brilliantly with just what Paul says in the third point that we're talking about tonight is, or this morning, wow, butchering that all over the place. Resist conforming. Romans 12.2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. That word conform, do not conform to the pattern of this world, it gives the idea of being molded and shaped. Specifically the idea of being molded and shaped in your mind and in your character. But that word kind of gives the idea of somebody kind of pushing something into a mold, making it fit. And that word world means not the earth itself, but the age. In essence, the, the time in which you live. So Paul is saying, don't let your mind and your character be shaped and formed by the society or the time in which you live. How many know we live in a society today that is running further and further from, from Christ? 
I mean, we live in a society that says, you know, get what you want. Don't wait around. Step on everybody who gets in the way. We live in a society that bases the importance of people on what they can and cannot do for you, that allows uh, public opinion to dictate what, what's truth, that views popularity as more important than holiness, uh, that, that claims our faith and then how we live every day are kind of separate things. You do church on this day and then you just do whatever you want the rest of the day. Religion and, and your life don't really coincide. The way that you, you think in church shouldn't impact how you, how you think on a regular basis. You live in a society that believes there's no absolute truth that screams for tolerance out of their desire to be tolerated. This is the society that we live in. This is the age of our time. We live in an age that screams, I want to do whatever I can do for me. That's, that's the society's message today. Today's world, the message is, satisfy yourself. But the message of the gospel is sacrifice yourself. The message of this world says, do everything you can to satisfy yourself. But Christ comes along and says, you know what? I'm calling you to sacrifice yourself. Paul says, offer your bodies as living sacrifices to God. It's no surprise that the mindset of the world and the message of the gospel are in direct opposition. But the question that we need to ask this morning is, are we living sacrificially? Or are there areas in our life we, where we are conforming? Where our mind is impacted, the way that we think is impacted by the society we live in, by the age that we live in. Our character is, is impacted by the way of this world. How many know the, the, the scripture, we are in the world but not of the world? It's a scripture used often to, to kind of explain the fact that, you know, obviously we're here, but we are not to be influenced or changed by being here. We are to be the influencers and changers. And that's what God has called us to. So Paul warns the Roman church not to let their minds or their character be shaped and molded by the ways of this age. So I ask the question to myself, what is shaping my mind? What kind of things am I putting in to my mind? Whether it be the books that I read or, or the television shows that I watch or, or the movies, newspaper, internet, you name it. We live in social media like it's coming at us every different direction. You can't get away from it. What kind of things am I allowing to impact my mind? It's a question that we all need to ask ourselves. Am I being renewed? Am I renewing my mind? And we're going to talk about that in a second. Because you have to recognize that whatever shapes your mind will directly relate to your character. Our mind is like a, like a puppet master, right? And, and our character is like the little marionette. So whatever our mind desires, whatever the puppet master desires to do, it is seen in the actions of the marionette, right? That's how our lives are. Whatever our desires are, whatever is filling our mind, is seen in our character, how we walk and how we live. So our character 
is dependent on what we're filling ourselves up with. Paul doesn't stop at this, you know, don't conform. He gives an alternative. He gives an alternative to conforming. He says, don't conform. Let me tell you what you need to do instead of conforming. Let me tell you what you need to do to keep you from conforming to the days of this age, to the mindset of this age. You need to be renewed in your mind. And that's the last point this morning. We need to renew our mind. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That word transform comes from the Greek metamorpho. It's a fun word to say. Everybody say it with me. One, two, three. Metamorpho. Yeah, it's fun. That word, what do you, okay, somebody shout it out. Shout out time. What, are, what word pops in your mind? Metamorphosis. Now, what is in your, what, what examples are in your mind? Butterfly. Tadpole. Okay, those are the two that I thought of. <laughs> My mind instantly went to uh, a tadpole and a caterpillar. All right? We have something that experiences metamorphosis, right? So what does that mean to the tadpole? What does that mean to the caterpillar? Complete change. They are not the same thing as they were, right? There is something that has been completely changed about those creatures. So when Christ changes us, when we come to the point where we recognize that Christ is who He said He is, and we say, God transform my life change me oh God we should be changing from what we were into something new the old is gone the new has come we are new creations in Christ but how many know metamorphosis is a process it takes place in stages we're all at different stages in our life and our walks with God. But here's the application point for here and now. Are you stuck in that same stage? Because the process of metamorphosis, there is always change taking place. It is continual. And sometimes we get stuck. We get stuck in one place and stay there. We don't continue to be transformed. It's almost like we pause right in the middle of our metamorphosis. And now we're this weird-looking creature that has, like, three legs and a tail still. And we're like, what am I doing? <laughs> Get that picture. What if, what if they just stopped in the middle of metamorphosis? It'd look unnatural, right? The point is, I don't know what the point is, because that just kind of came to my mind. <laughs> but the point is, we need to be pursuing a complete metamorphosis from the day we receive Christ to the day we see him face to face. It's going to be a continual process. So the question we're all asking is, okay, well, how do I renew my mind? How do I renew my mind? If I am to be transformed by the renewing of my mind, then what do I do? And it really comes down to what we have already mentioned before. Not conforming means that you're not filling your mind up with things that are going to change the way that you think, that are going to change your view of who God is. So if you need to renew your mind, you're going to fill your mind with godly thinking. You're going to fill your mind with the Word of God. You're going to fill your mind not just with the Word of God, but that's where you take it further. You begin to discuss 
the Word of God, with maybe friends, uh, your church family here, a spouse. God has placed people in our lives to where we can begin to discuss the Scriptures, to think on them often, to meditate on Scripture. How many times do we forget about meditating on Scripture? To read maybe one verse and think about it the entire day. How we can fit it into our lives. How we can apply what we are reading. How that can change how we walk out in our life on a daily basis. It's about filling your mind with godly thinking. Seeking Him in prayer. Worshipping Him at any chance that you get. Because your mind is, is sort of like a... I was explaining this to, to Bert one day uh, about, about how your mind is sort of like a, a, a vacuum syringe on both sides. Imagine that. And the more you kind of absorb Christ, the more that pushes out the things of this world. So what are you feeding? You have two natures within us. The nature to satisfy ourselves. And then that nature to sacrifice ourselves, to, to, to give our all for God or to give our all for ourselves. And I guarantee you, as you continue to feed one of those natures, the other one will starve. If you neglect one and feed the other, logic says the one that you're neglecting will starve. So what are we feeding our, our, our nature? What are we feeding? Our, are we feeding our spirit man or are we feeding our, our self? And so that's the question as a believer. If I want to be a living sacrifice, I need to renew my mind. And that means building up a life of selflessness. Looking at how I can be an impact in others and not how I can always take care of myself. And I'm going to close with this. He goes off after talking about renewing our mind, uh, and he goes off into knowing the will of God, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And we talked about this in Young Adults uh, last, last time we met. We talked about the will of God. So many, so many times we think the will of God is this lost treasure it's it's this hidden thing that god has has as soon as i accepted him i've been on a quest to find it to find his will and, and i won't be able to find it until until i'm holy enough until i'm i'm righteous enough to be able to discover what his will is uh, for my life but i think this really clarifies the will of god be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Well, how do we do that? By filling ourselves with the Word of God. Do you know that the Word of God is the will of God? He has given us His will. It's not something He's hidden away and, and we have to be holy enough to find it. But He has freely given us His Word. And how many times do we face situations in our life where we're like, God, what's your will? Lord, what am I supposed to do? But we don't know what we're supposed to do because we haven't been in the Word of God. We haven't saturated our mind with the Word of God. We haven't soaked ourselves in the presence of God because the will of God is something you align with. It's not something that you find. All right? 
So as we align ourselves with the word of God, we begin to discover and to know, personally know the will of God. Why? Because we know his word. There are so many promises in the word of God that have been given to us. And there are so many circumstances in our life that we are not walking victoriously in because we don't recognize the promises of God in scripture. God has created us. God has relationship with us. And he desires for us to be victorious. He desires each and every single one here today to be victorious in relationship with him. Whether it be sickness. Whether it be unsaved family members. Whether it be any situation financial. It, it doesn't matter. There is victory in Christ. God desires you to be victorious in your life here. Why would God want you to be hindered and bogged down when you're supposed to be reaching the lost for Christ? He wants to enable you in every single aspect to reach souls for the kingdom of God. And we get so caught up and complacent and content with being in horrible situations when God has given us victory in His Word, and we speak negatively over our lives, the words that, oh man, the, you, there is power in the words that we speak. There is power in the words that we speak. Be careful what you speak over your lives. I don't even talk about sickness. I don't even say that I'm getting sick or anything like that because I, I just don't have time for it. All right? I literally don't have time to be sick. There's too much to do. So I, on a daily basis, God, I pray for health. I pray for, for you to, to work in my life so I can be as effective as possible for your kingdom. That's, that's my prayer. And, and for us to recognize that, man, we're here to change the world. We're here to change our workplace. We're here to change the lives of people that God has placed in our lives. We got to be ready for it. We got to be up to it. And if there's things in our lives, and I'm ranting right now, I, I realize that, but I really feel like this is something that, that we need to recognize. If God has called us to reach the world, then He's going to equip us to reach the world. And if there's things going on in our life that we've maybe even confessed or, or we're okay with and we're not really fighting any kind of spiritual warfare against, then it's going to continue. But can I tell you this morning, begin to speak to those obstacles in your life and say, I claim in the name of Jesus overcoming those obstacles because I don't got time for that. Because I need to do everything that I can to win souls for the kingdom of God. And there's not going to be anything that hinders that. Because that's why we're here. And that's where I'm going to close. Praise the Lord.